the pesky pole down the line. Another episode of the Pesky Podcast brought to you by Boston Sports Entertainment Network. I am your host, The Rit. With me is the OG George Sutherland. George, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing really well. Just coming off the post-turkey high of Thanksgiving, but I'm doing good. Oh, man. It, it's a great time, but it's a bad time. Like, like it's, uh, I think I read somewhere you put on an average of nine pounds during the holidays, you know, and and, it, I, and that could be on the low side, too. It, it, that could be on, on the low side, but uh, George, we're, we're gonna sit there and uh, we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh 2024 baseball hall of fame ballot. You and I, we have we have no say in anything, but I some of these names on here intrigue me an awful lot, George. Uh, you know, yep. so uh, w- w- was there any surprises on there that you've seen? Um, there were some. There were there were some surprises in the returning candidates. You know, there were fourteen returning candidates and twelve new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Sheffield in his tenth year, uh, being on that long, um, you know. This year you've got uh, Adrian Gonzalez. I, that that was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, James Shields was a surprise. Um, you know, does uh, that that really surprising? You know, for that for the new ones. I mean, Shields. And Shields and Adrian Gonzalez, I mean, they, they didn't do anything for me. But, you know, I, I'm not the one making the decision to put them on the ballot. So, Yeah. So, but uh, at this episode, for the first part, we're going to sit there and talk a little uh, Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, second part, you know, we're going to touch base really quick on some uh, off-season news. And then we're going to get into uh, our favorite segment, fair or foul. So, uh, George, uh, I'm going to sit there and start us off with the 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. If I would get a a vote, my first one that drew my name on there immediately from the Minnesota Twins, Joe Maurer. So that, that he he really appealed to me. Uh, bringing up some of his numbers, career batting average, 306 for a career batting average, over 2,000 hits, 143 home runs, uh, just shy of 1,000 RBIs, uh, a little over 1,000 runs scored, six-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, five-time Silver Slugger, a career war of 55.2. Like, those are he played catcher and first base. Those are some yep. solid numbers 
you know, uh, the one that sticks out to me the most has to be the career batting average of 306. You know, yeah, he, uh, he, he was a player for catcher. Yeah. So, you have him on yours there, George? I do. I do. So, great minds think alike. So, how about how about you bring up your uh, your next one? Adrian Beltre. Oh. Okay. We got very fortunate in Boston. He played one year here, but you know he just he could do it. Do it on both sides. He could do it on the plate. He could do it in the field. He was just hard nosed. Ready to rock at all times, um, you know, and could could hit with the best of them. So, uh, I also had Adrian Beltre on there. Uh, he, he he played he played the game like like it should be played. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was a great defensive man, in, in my opinion. You know, his his glove it was very solid. Uh, so yes. I also had Adrian Beltre on mine. Uh, my next one I had, Andrew Jones. I I remember, you know, watching him a lot uh, on the Braves team. And his batting average for his career is 254, 434 homers, you know, 1,200, uh, a little over 1,200 RBIs, uh, on-base plus slugging. 823, but I love his 10 gold glove awards that he had out there in the outfield. You know, that just shows the defense prowess out there for Andrew Jones on those Braves teams, and he played uh, a little bit for the Yankees. But, you know, I, I remember him distinctly playing for the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Yeah, he, he was a wizard in center field. I mean, anything hit near him, he had. So. so, did you happen to have him on yours? Absolutely. We're three for oh, three, man. Three for three. Okay, okay. I, I, I like this, George. I like this. Uh, who's next up for you? Billy Wagner. Billy, I also had Billy Wagner on mine. And folks, we didn't even set this up ahead of time. This is scary. <laughs> so, do, do you happen to have any of his uh, stats or anything? Uh, no, or, I, or, or I just what you remember him as. What I remember is that he was when you when he came in to, as a closer, uh, he was just he was just automatic for a while. He was, you know, he just was. He just had great stuff, and. Uh, was you know really all business on the mound, and just you know just went in there with a purpose and got it done. Well, I my next guy, I put in Andy Pennant. You know he, he he was he was on those he was on those Yankees teams yeah. that were that were just filthy, you know. Uh, you. He also played for the Astros. A lot of people don't remember that. But mm-hmm. played 18 seasons. He had 256 wins, uh, 153 losses, an ERA uh, for 
385 and almost uh, 2,500 strikeouts for his career. Like that's, that's, that's great. Like uh, in 97, he was fourth in ERA with 2.88, 18 wins. Like he, he had a great, like 97 probably was his best year he had, you know, uh, his career mm-hmm. postings and record is 19 and 11, the 3.81 ERA with uh, 276 uh, innings pitch. Like, I, as, as much as as I don't want to put him in, the numbers there for me are impeccable. Like, I, I had to give him the vote. Yep. Oh, George. You too? No, I did not oh. have one. Then. Okay, so, so so our first time we're gonna uh, beg to differ. Our first we diverge. <laughs> okay, so who do you have uh, uh, next on your list? Gary Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield's so, getting he, getting in for his first time, or his final time. Uh, this say. is it. No, final time. This is his tenth year. I'm surprised he didn't make it before. He he was one of those hitters that he. You just did not want him to come up because he would always kill you. I I remember playing as a kid, and anybody in the '90s on that ever seen Gary Sheffield play, you can't tell me you didn't sit there and get in the batter's box and 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 do his stance at least once in your life. Yeah, like like I I I almost broke a couple wrists doing. Yeah, you know, do, do, doing that. Like, I don't know how the man got his timing down for that, but Gary Sheffield is also on my list to go in. Yeah, he he was one of those guys when you saw him come to the plate, you just shook your head and go, "Oh God, how is he going to kill me?" And so, uh, yeah, he was a, he was one of those players. He was one of those batters. Just you were fe- he was feared because he could do he he could hurt you. Man, we're going to go next. I sit there and went for the Mets. I went David Wright. I I did not I loved, have him. I loved – oh, okay. So that means we got at least two people that we uh, beg to differ. Uh, but I, t- I took David Wright. You know, he – 296 career average. Like, that's that's – great you know what i mean for a career and you know 242 home runs you know 970 rbis two gold gloves two silver sluggers i i just think that when you look at you know hall of fame the numbers are nice but his integrity was great Mm -hmm. for the game of baseball and for that mets team that he played for so, uh, do, do you do you have any David Wright memories uh, at all? Just just him being exceptionally solid um, and a good a, a good a good person too. From everything I remember, uh, you know, yeah, he was he you know he was a, he was ex- extremely solid and did and played and played well and played it the right way too. So. Yeah, not a bad choice. Just I it just wasn't mine. 
Okay. Uh, who do you have next up on the board? This one will surprise you, I think. Tory Hunter. I was I was looking at him. I was looking at him, but I did not take him. I the thing with Tory is that he was a he was a he was a, he was a good hitter and a and a good defensive outfielder. He was Ortiz's running buddy in the minors as well. Okay, um, you know that they were locked at the hip in the Twins organization. I just think he was he he could always play the game and play it at a high level. You know when he went when he was with the Angels, I kept saying, "Boy, if the Red Sox could get him, he would be a, he'd be a great addition." Simply because of how he carried himself, he was all he you know he, he could give you the timely hit, he could put one in the seats, and he played good defense. Okay, wasn't his and, nickname Spider Man? I believe so. Yeah, uh, I can look that up. And 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 seeing him play like do what he did out in center field, man, it, oh, yeah. it, it was just amazing. Like he would get a jump on the ball and effortlessly, you know, make the catch. Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah. And that was the thing with him. Now good center fielders. Um, they say that if the, if they close their eyes and they hear the crack of the bat, they know which way to turn. So right. and he was one of those. He was one of those, you know, and and did it for and, and did it with quality for a very long time. So, uh, next up for me, you might be surprised on this. I went pitcher again. Oh boy, Francisco Rodriguez. Ooh. Uh, I I I like the guy. Like, he played with five different teams over. Uh, 16 years. I remember him playing for the Angels when the mm -hmm. Angels meant something to, the, to Major League Baseball. So, <laughs> you know, he had a career ERA uh, for a closer at 2.86, 437 yep. career saves, you know, uh, 1,100 strikeouts, you know, as, as a closer. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching him play, you know. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of closers get a look at it unless they are, you know, absolutely outstanding numbers. But, you know, he, he was just, I want to, I don't want to say just shy of 500 saves, you know, cause he had 437, but it, that's, that's pretty close, you know, uh, getting up there to mm -hmm. a milestone marker like that. Uh, well, what do you remember about, uh, Rodriguez? Oh, when he pitched for the Angels, he he was just you know, he, when he in his prime with the Angels, he was automatic. You know, he just come in there and just buzz you, and just you know, just almost like he was in his own world on the mound, and just you know, throw the catcher, throw the catcher. I think what helped his career too is it was Sosha was the manager, so you know, as a catcher, I think he, he found the best way to get the best out of him. But yeah, that just. A fearless competitor, you know. Yeah, on some on some uh, very good Angels teams. Oh, man, those Angels teams back then were nothing like nothing like <laughs> what they are today. But and the thing with it is, is like, 
arguably now the Angels have probably, or this past season had possibly two out of the top, what, three or four, five. you know, yeah. five best baseball players on their team and still can't make the postseason? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, they, they, that was a collection of, that was a collection of hard nose, you know, hard nose players. They could do it. So, so who's next on your list, George? Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins. I, I don't have Jimmy Rollins. I, I don't Ooh. have Jimmy. Okay. So, well, the, the, tell us a little bit about, about Jimmy Rollins. Rollins, Rollins to me, when he played, was one of those plays that that, that, you, that if if you're watching the game on TV and you're in the other room and you heard he was coming to the plate, okay, I'd want to see hit because he was he was such a good hitter and he could play he you know he, he could play on the field, uh, but yeah, when I always also I want to see him hit because he could always do he could always do something put you know put the ball over the fence put the ball in the alleys. It was just, you know, he was an exciting player to watch at the plate, and 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 very extremely good defensively as well. But yeah, I, it, one of those guys to pay attention to. He he he's a pure hitter, like yeah. You, you, you don't you don't see too many of them nowadays that will be able to put it in any hole that they want to see fit. Yep. So yeah. he, he, he was. That's why you hear his name and I'd be like, oh, what's he going to do now? And I'd be right, and I'd be right in front of the television set. There are very few of those players that you get that you go. I'm gonna stop what I'm doing to watch. But he, when when he was playing, I I, I did that because he you know, he's he's fun to watch. Well, my next guy, a lot of people don't think that he's a Hall of Fame worthy guy. I think he is. You know, he played his entire 17 year career. For the Colorado Rockies, I loved me some Todd Helton. I did not have him. Um, I I thought that I, I think I discounted the fact that he played in, that simply because he played in Colorado, and I know they took care of the baseballs with the, the humidors and all of that place. I, I I've been to Coors Field. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ball travels there. Um, I, don't know, I think I I think I might have discounted it and probably that that's my feeling. He was he was, a, he was an excellent ball player. I just think is I just think that he, he was aided by the fact that you know he he played you know five thousand two hundred eighty feet up in the air. So uh, well for playing in Coors Field, he only had a career three sixty nine for home runs. So yeah, you know I, I love his batting average three sixteen. Yeah. You know, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner at first base. You know, yeah. and and at first place, like that's when his era. There was a lot of great first basemen, you know, that that played mm -hmm. along along with him. So heck, uh, Pujols, you know, yeah, McGuire he gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, so. That was that was my second to last. We're on second to last. Am I right, George? Yeah, I've got. I've got three more to go. Yeah. Okay. On mine. 
I'm thinking. Well, we got the. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've done. Okay. You're up then, George. Yeah, we, we are up. Okay. Uh, my next one up, Chase Utley. Man, are are you a Phillies fan by chance? Actually, no. I appreciate your baseball players though, and uh, solid, solid defensively, solid with the bat, um, aggressive. Uh, he's just a ball. He's just a ball player, you know, and, and a very good one at that. Well, my last pick, and I got to keep him close to us. I got to pick. I got. I got to vote him in. Manny being Manny. Man, I I was in. I was shocked. Okay. You know, I'm going over numbers. I'm going over, you know, they're on the field, off the field stuff. You know, the whole yeah. nine yards. Hit look, look, look at some of his numbers. Career batting average, 312. Yeah. 2,500 hits. 555 home runs. 1,800 RBIs. 1,500 runs scored. Ramirez was known as a complete hitter who could hit for both power and average. Of his home runs... 275 were solo homers, 191 were with one guy on base, 68 with two men on base, and he hit 21 grand slams in his career. Slams, yeah. Like, man, that is crazy. And I, I cannot wait to see him be up there and inducted in the Hall of Fame. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I, I love watching Manny play, but sometimes the space sometimes the space between his ears got in the way. And but, but he, had, that, he had incredibly raw physical skills. Okay. He was a train wreck in the outfield. Okay. Well, I, I, he, I didn't mention you know, no gold gloves or anything like that. <laughs> but he was you know, everybody's got you know the 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 five hundred Manny being Manny things when he played for the Red Sox. I mean, you know, he he was good. He was good for one of our. It seemed like every week or every other week when he played for the Sox, he'd have one of those moments. You go, what? He did what? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, he, on on for her for her in the baseball, there was nobody. There was nobody more dangerous than he was, but. In the complete package, um, I think that's why I chose that's why I chose Tory Hunter over him because Tory could play defense. Oh, quick, quick question: Do mm -hmm. you think in ten years Manny gets in the Hall of Fame? Perhaps, perhaps. I think the Veterans Committee will finally let him in because he 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 he, he belongs there, but I think he hasn't been gone long enough from the game. You know, and if you, especially if you're a Boston fan, if you if you remember just some of the stupid stuff he did. Oh know. man, the, the 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 catch, the high five, and then the throw out. <laughs> Disappearing into the score, into the left field monster for where everybody knew what he was up to. Uh, yeah. He did, what, what did he do? Papelbon was coming in in one game, and he did something. I forget what it was, but it was yeah, I yeah, 
Mandy being Mandy yeah. was a great sideshow, but 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 that's you need your your team needs personality. You know what I mean? Oh, that, and, 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 had that. Not, and, and, and not in the bad way either. You know, you, you, you're, yeah. he, he never really brought negative, you know, attention to Boston. No, he just, I think some, I think some of his kind of locks of days ago, kind of way too easygoing, mm-hmm. kind of detracted from the, the physical skills he had, you know, as a, as a hitter. I mean, you know, my goodness, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be an opposing pitcher and try to figure out how to get him out, you know, and, you know, because he make me look bad with, you know, even a half swing at the of the bat. But yeah, he offensively, one of the most dangerous hitters of his age. Oh man, you know, it, it's it's just crazy those numbers, and it, and it, and seeing him, you know, when he's on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and he's showing the video. He can still he can still hit in that batter's box, like you know yeah. he's he's still in great shape. Like you know, this and they're talking about you know the the Red Sox that need another outfielder, they need another bat. And we can sit there and bring Manny back yeah. to just a just a DH a little bit. So George, who, 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 uh, who else do you have that you're voting in? Okay. Next, next stop is Victor Martinez. Okay. Talk about okay. pure hitter. Did it at two positions. Okay. Uh, um, I remember him as a catcher. Catcher. So do I. Okay. He's with the Red Sox. And, but yeah, he did it as catcher in first base. And he, there was a period for about seven or eight years where he, he he just man he just he could hit he could hit and hit for average and just just be a dangerous hitter and be right there in the heart of your lineup and do great things for you, um, yeah, quality quality hitter, and you know he played like I said he was a catcher he wasn't he he wasn't horrible, and he did okay at first base but yeah absolutely, yeah one one of the more dangerous hitters, you know in terms of uh, being able to get on base and drive in runs he was very prolific at that too. So, and and who's your last uh, your last pick? Omar Vizquel. Okay. Um. You know, I think baseball so caught up in offensive numbers, but I think mm-hmm. people forget how important defense is. You know, everybody remembers, you know, Ozzie Smith and stuff like that because Ozzie was easy to remember. I mean, he, you know, he's a wizard. Omar Vizquel was right up there with him, okay? I mean, you know, he was the anchor of those Cleveland teams in the mid-'90s. You know, and people forget that. You know, they, they had Albert Bell. They had a young Manny. They had Jim Tomey, all those guys. Omar Vizquel, he was, you know, he was the rock of that team. And – uh yeah, I just there's something to be said for guys like that, you know. wasn't this, you know, wasn't the big name headline guy, but boy, if you didn't have him on your team, you would have been in a, uh, even a whole lot worse shape. So. Yeah. Uh, de- defense, you know, as, as we've seen this past year, defense, you know, wins you wins you games. Uh, yeah. So, uh, George, overall, you know. I, I like most of your picks, you know, uh, th- there was, 
there, there was, you know, a couple, like, Utley, yeah. you know. Mm, so, but I, there was some picks that, that you were, you know, Helton and Manny, you know, that, yeah. you, that you were a little little shocked. We started out on and sync, you know, going down side by side, picking left yeah. and right. But uh, one of the – one of the toughest ones for me, and I'm, it was I. I came close to putting Mark Burley in. Okay. Um, he White Sox. Yeah. Yep. He was a part of that uh, 2000. What the White Sox won the series in what 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he was. You know. He he had a string there where he was as, he was as good as anybody. So yeah, that was that was that was a tough one for me. I I I, I debated that, and I went with the thing you can only vote for ten as is required. You no, know, if you remember the Baseball Writers Association. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so talk about it. Talk about a job that I, if if somebody that I would pay to do, I would I would love to be able to vote for real for the uh, for the Hall of Fame. Oh, it it, you know? it, it, it would be. It, it, it'll be a tough, but yeah, I I, th- I think they got they got expand it a little bit and look more at the person and yeah. w- what the error was with some of these, like and that that's the thing is that you know you you look at you look at a rod right, mm-hmm. you know he got you know you know everybody knows he got suspended, um. Carlos Beltran, you know his his the end of his career got tainted with the whole Houston thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I remember Belt wasn't Beltran for the Mets. Yep, he still came up with the Mets, and yeah. he's a great young, great young player. And then went and rediscovered himself down in Houston, uh, but you know. Everybody's going to read. He was the at the tail end of his career in the uh, in Houston. Um, you know, you know, Helton. I always felt this. I I always felt he got the curse of cores behind him. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some. I mean, there's some players there that you know you can go either way on. Um, Andy Pettit. You know, maybe because he was a Yankee. I don't know. But I forgot that he he really did he really just did play well when he and he and Clemens went to Houston. So, uh, yeah. So, so oh, oh, overall, I th- I think that you know we picked both picked great great uh, times, great you know players. Yes. Uh, and and I love doing this uh, just because it shows different mindsets like with this Kel for you, you know, how he played great defense. It's not all about the offensive numbers. You know, he was a great teammate, great defensive player, you know, and, and he he was a team leader in the locker room. Yeah, he was. And did it quietly. Mm -hmm. He played with passion, but he did it quietly, you know, Um, and he had a good long career. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. I think sometimes players players like him get lost in the shuffle. That's too bad because he was he's a quality, a quality guy and a quality player. Yeah. So uh, the 
Next up, uh, uh, we're going to be moving into a little off-season news. Uh seems like, George, every time you and I are talking, we're talking about the St. Louis Cardinals getting starting and pitching. You know, we talked last week, uh, and, and the hits keep coming. Uh, Sonny Gray, three yeah, for 75. Yeah. You know, and, and people were like, ah, oh, $25 million. Oh, he's not worth it. Dude, that's the market now. Like that's yeah. the, that's the market yeah. average, you know, for for anybody. You, and and if you look at some of their numbers, let's see if I have it bookmarked. Of course I wouldn't. Why would I? Why would but you, you if you if you look at Helton's yeah Helton um Sunny Gray's numbers over the past you know his career yeah. They're solid numbers. Like, he has better numbers than Blake Snell. Yep. So, and, and Blake Snell is probably going to end up getting 200, maybe maybe 200 plus for a contract. Like, I, what I liked him in Boston, if he, if he was the, the top guy on the board, I mm-hmm. think I could have possibly been okay with it i would have liked it but i could have been okay with it just because mm-hmm. i don't think he can pitch in a big market i i i, th- I well, think i think boston could have would have would have hurt him yeah and i think he he you know he had a 500 record with the twins but the twins were kind of they you know and they were what they were but he the, the, you know they were I mean, playing he, double he all season oh thank good lord uh, but you know he's he, he he's not he playing in St. Louis is not like playing in New York, Boston, Philadelphia, and places like that. St. Louis fans are known are, are known to be some of the kindest and gentlest and supportive fans in, on the planet. Okay, mm-hmm. very, very you know you don't get some of the the stuff you hear in the stands and whatever. Everybody's kind of like you know tame. You know the mid you know. Typical well, the, Midwest. The Cardinals, for the longest time, they were kind of spoiled, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the late 90s, they had McGuire there, you know, mm-hmm. and every everybody flocked to see him, you know. Then when he was done, they had Pujols. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they had some great team. They, now they got Arenado. Like, they, they've got yeah. great guys that are, you know, great for the fans. And the ballpark itself is is great to sit there and go to. So it, it, there's not as much scrutiny. And, and his division, the Cardinals division, yeah. isn't isn't like yeah. you know the AL East. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong, the Brewers are, are are you know they're rebuilding, but the Cubs right. are right there. But there's always that rivalry. The Pirates and the Red the, the Reds look and, like they're they're starting to take off. They got some nice young talent. And I'm still waiting for the I'm still waiting for the Pirates to like somebody flip the switch and they and they got it because Lord knows they got talent. Yeah, you know they figure out how to win consistently. So yeah, uh, we got Sunny Gray news uh, coming yeah. out today. Uh, we yeah, also I saw, have... I saw that and I was like when when, when Rid gets on I said we're going to talk about this because every time we get together lately is the Cardinals sign another pitcher, veteran staff, not the worst thing in the world. No, right? these guys no. know how to. Eh, so, 
and 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 they can work with the uh, the one or two younger guys they have on on the roster, you know. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, great great uh, great idea and a way to set it up short term. Let your yep. starting pitchers build up, and then you know bring them in. So uh, another thing I heard today uh, about w- the Red Sox are not uh, well wasn't all in on Aaron Nola, which it kind of surprised me a little bit. But you know, no. but that's when, yeah, I applaud I applaud Craig Breslow for reading the room and recognizing that both parties wanted to you know get married again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, when we talked about that the other day, you know, he, he's just, he, that's what he wanted. And Breslow was smiling. Well, why am I only in a bidding war? Okay. And, and, you know, just kind of, you know, waste my energy in doing that. I, I, I applaud him for that. It was a game he didn't need to play. So, well, uh, according to some insiders there, the Red Sox are not, like they're testing the free agent market, but they're going to do that secondary to the trade market first. So I'm, I'm kind of curious what targets are they, you know, looking at? Uh, I know, I know they, they acquired for Dylan cease, but the white Sox said, Oh, sure. We want Brian Bayo, which yep. I have that no was, idea that was why you, right? that was mid season. So, yeah. but that you have Kirby out there from Seattle that you know you could question. You got my man Corbin Burns. Woodruff, so, keep him in the back room for a year. You know. Oh, uh, so, so so who who are we looking at that's possible trade uh, like trade targets for us besides like I mentioned Kirby and. Uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, I mean, you'd be a fool not to try to go out to cease again. Um, just mix it up a little bit. You may have to, um, you have to dig into your minor league. Who is it? Peralta? Who is it? Tyler Milliken floated that, I think, this would sometime today. Uh, you know, know, you'd have to try to match up. Um, It looks like, you know, Chicago's, the fire sale is on. So, you know, they're they're looking for young, controllable players, whether they think they got enough pitching in the minor leagues, I don't know. But they, they may be looking to say, you know what, I want out of this. So, I don't know, you make an offer. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, as long as it doesn't include Bale, I think, you know, I think Mata, you know, you know how much I love Brian Mata, but, you know, he's, he's coming off injury, you know, that, that, I, that I'd trade for. Okay. And then throw in, you know, you know give the White Sox a choice of three or four double A, triple A types. And, See what they see what they bite on. You know, I think uh, he says what two two more years or three more years for arbitration. I I think two. Uh, How about I throw out a name for you? Tyler Glass now. 
But the, it, it is it is already stated that Tampa Bay wants mm-hmm. Major League ready. So don't who who do we offer? Never, like, I'm not a big one. I, I'm old school. I don't like trading with Indian division. Okay. Because okay. uh, those things come back to hurt you. Um, and you know, the AL the AL East is going to be a better, can hopefully more competitive division this year. I mean, it was for a while, and then the top three teams kind of ran away with it. But yeah, I, I, I'm 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 old school on that thing. Don't trade it with any division. I just think it this you know each other too well, so you you know you know what the good, you know what the bad is. But yeah, I, I wouldn't I. I wouldn't trade for glass now. Last thing I need to get your opinion on. Mm -hmm. Jordan Montgomery. He's happened to be spending his whole offset. The dude's from down south. I think he's in North or South Carolina he's from. But the man spending the offseason in Boston College just minutes away from Fenway Park. Is that telling you something there? You know, a, a little, a little hint right there. He's. I was never big a Jordan Montgomery fan, and after watching him in the postseason this year, he's he's kind of turned me a little bit. I wouldn't be upset if they if they signed him. You know, Man, if they picked him up. If there's if there is not a better match made in heaven right now, yeah. his wife is doing a. Uh, Residency at a nearby hospital, right there. Come on yeah. now, like that is crazy. So yeah, I, there's a lot to be said for that, you know. So so, George, we're getting ready to play it. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're gonna get ready to play a little. Fair or foul? Fair or foul? So I'm going to say a player and the team that they're going to go to, you agree or disagree? Quite simple, George. So we're going to start. We're going to start big. Yamamoto will be playing for the New York Mets. Foul. Foul, okay. I think that if his handlers are smart, they will steer clear of that. Um, you saw what happened when Cohen opened up his wallet and then at midseason when all things didn't work out, he ended up having a little fire sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that the people who are advising him Remind him of you know, the, the, which way the wind is blowing in New York. So um, that's why I'm saying foul. Uh, I will agree with you 100%. Uh, it's got to be foul. Just because I sit there and think that the Mets are not ready to fully invest in winning. You know, on paper – in the checkbook, it looks mm-hmm. great. You're saying all the right things, but you're yeah. not going. But you're not following through with any of them. 
you know, and, and it kind of sounds familiar, Boston, doesn't it? You know, you're saying all the right things, but you're but you're not following through with absolutely oh, yeah. none of it. Or oh, you're throwing stupid money around, right? Mm -hmm. And nothing to show for it. Um, kind of Adi Moreno East, right? Except that Cohen, I, I give Cohen a, a little bit of more respect because he does have a brain. But yeah, I I, I really hope that is it that Yamamoto's advisors just say, look, this is what this guy did. You know, you want someplace you're going to build a legacy. This may not be the place right now. So next up, Cody Bellinger will be a New York Yankee. Yeah. I think okay. Cashman. I think I think Cashman has to do something. I think that you know he's got to get. He's going to get somebody who can play the outfield and first base. You know, who knows if Rizzo's coming back given, you know, what, what he went through. We all know Giancarlo Stanton is the DH, but, you know, he can't play 100 games. And they need, they, they need somebody to protect Judge. So all those, all those things would tell me that Bellinger would be a very prime and astute pickup for Cashman. I personally think there is another person that's going to go to the Yankees, but I'm not going to say it because he's on our list. So I will say foul with Bellinger. Uh, I do think the Yankees will pick up a bat. I just think that it might not be Bellinger. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Next up, you ready for this one? Hit me. Showtime will be a San Francisco Giant. Show me to the Giants. Ooh. Oh, look at oh, those those gears are turning, Ooh. George. I see you on this one. Well, for 24 they get a bat. And 25 they get both ends of the equation. He doesn't have to move. He's still on the left coast. Ooh, I like that. I'll go fair simply on the concept. I think that's brilliant. I will sit there and say fair also. Just because the Giants got laughed at last offseason when it was. When they went after Judge. When they went after Judge and spent that money. Well, that shows that they have the money. Mm -hmm. And why not go out there and get Otani? I know I know this is a Red Sox podcast. We I want them on the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. I got uh, the I got I got the Showtime shirts already made up, baby. <laughs> but I think I think San Francisco will be that sleeper that no one talks about. Yeah. To pick them up. And wouldn't that wouldn't that st wouldn't that stick it to the Dodgers? Oh my God! Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a that's a smart move. Next up, Juan Soto will my be boy. will be a Chicago Cub. 
I'm going to say foul. Um, I think that there are teams that will try harder to get Soto than the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Throw a few more dollars at them. The Yankees will be one. Although, I don't, again, you get into some pricey things. If they don't do Bellinger, they may, they're going to try to do Soto. Um, you know, the well, right field porch just beckons him there. It's whoever has the better farm system for you know, a package. So, and, and the Cubs have a decent farm system. Yankee, the Yankees are, yeah. Um, the Yankees would have to give up just the, the whole Scranton Rail Riders team. Yeah, just about. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's foul. I just don't see him going to Chicago. There's about okay. three or four other teams I can see him playing for. I will also say foul. Uh, I, I do think the Cubs need a bat. You know, where they get it at, you know, is, is, is it's hard to see. So we talked about it earlier, George. Jordan Montgomery will be a Boston Red Sox. I fear. I think that as said he's turned me, you know, he just said his his wife is doing the residency thing. Um so there's no who he doesn't have to move around. Um yeah, I think he can rediscover you know, he can continue rediscovering himself and he's yeah, I think he can play him he can play in Boston. He brings a he brings the ability to, you know, having pitched in a winning in a winning organization when they need it most. So yeah, I got. I've said it. I've got to keep going with it. It's it's absolutely fair. You know, Montgomery will be in a Red Sox uniform this year, and he will be great when we stick it to the Yankees every every chance he gets. So, yeah. next up, Blake Snell will be a Los Angeles Dodger. Hmm. I think that's fair. Um, Dodgers are looking for some frontline pitching, so... Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think uh, they'll open up the they'll open up the wall and, and bring him on. Uh, well, I will also say it's fair, but my reasons just for fair are different from yours. I would say after Otani signs with the Giants, they're going to have to go out and <laughs> get the consolation prize. Yeah, and and the Dodgers will go after uh, Blake Snell then. So yeah. and and overpay with the best of them. Oh yes, oh yes. That'll they will let, they will throw money at him like nobody's business. Next up, Matt Chapman will be a Chicago Cub. Ooh. Yeah, fair. I think that could be the bat that. That's one of those bad. Yeah. That that could be the fit for a good fit for both for both parties. I, 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 
when I was sitting thinking of these, I'm, I was just like, you know, I was trying to think yeah. of some teams that were like out there, you know, but then the, the more I thought about it, I'm like, they, they need a first baseman. They need a third baseman. You know, we, we've had Crawley on here, you know, and that's yeah. two of their weakest parts. Like, so. Yeah, we offered, I, a, we offered him doll back at midseason and he wouldn't take it. So. Uh, so, and he plays both. So, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I'm going to agree with you also and say fair. Uh, I can see Chapman getting playing at third base there. Like, yeah. great defensiveness great power you know uh and he can get a, a little bounce back from being up there in toronto you know mm-hmm. so last one i got buddy corbin burns will be a boston red Sox. fair i i i think that the brewers have demonstrated that they are doing their own version of a fire sale and I am sure that Breslow is trying to cook a, a package that will make Milwaukee go absolutely. You know, this is you know this is his last year's under arbitration. Next year he becomes a unrestricted free agent. The caveat with all these guys is you got to be able to sign them. Okay. Yeah. Well, well so, you got you got sales contract coming off, so that's gonna correct. have all, free up some money that you could offer that nice contract to Corbin, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I think he's coming. I I think that you know he seeing what's going on now. They just you know they just released um, Woodruff, right? Mm-hmm. He's going. One of my rolling this boat alone, so he, you know he, he's out, and they always got a bad taste in his mouth after last off season, right? So mm-hmm. he, he's like, you know, he's probably knocking on the door saying, "Please get me the heck out of here," you know. I said I said that we were a perfect fit for him last year when they snubbed him in arbitration over oh god over, yeah. uh, 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 over dollars, you know, saying that he he was get out of here. Less than a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, but guys, that was another episode of Fair or Foul. I think, I I think as we go on, George, sometimes these get a little tougher. You know. The 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 Otani the Otani to the Giants that was brilliant. That was Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're right. They demonstrated they were willing to open the checkbook. You know. Was they, it, were there and judge and, and then got yeah, laughed yeah. at for it. Yeah. Right. But hey, I Otani staying in the West Coast is still a real possibility. Um the, he's not the, gonna play was, in Anaheim anymore. It, you know, the Angels, the Giants, sleeper team on, on Otani is all as I've said a, a couple of times, Seattle. The, there, there's a couple, there's a couple of intriguing things that are, that are floating out there. Otani's, uh, I heard, what you know, was possibly will take a short term deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I would, th- I would throw you know three for seventy five. Um, three for seventy five. I think. Th- I, I, would I think three hundred would do it. 
Oh, definitely. Three, I think you take three for a hundred. Okay. So, uh, uh, but but uh, I'm the type of guy is uh, I'll go three for seventy five, three for eighty, and mm -hmm. give you a whole bunch of incentives to to to, to make you want to to want to you know get that money. And yeah. and I think Otani is the type of guy that's first class all the way that he wants to prove himself after the second uh, Tommy John surgery. Correct. You know. Correct. And. And, and he's young enough to where he he's young enough to where he can take a small co a short contract and still get that big contract he's waiting for. Like like look at you Darvish out there. He's gonna be pitching to his forty one. You know. I mean, that, he's like a cat. He has so many lives. You know, and he reinvents himself and he goes and he gets like he makes a few more bucks and then he gets he moves on and he gets a few more. Mm -hmm. More power to him. He's figured out. He's figured out how the game is played. Um, you know, both in the back in the back office and on the field. And yeah, he's he's doing it, man. Like, so, I gotta love that. Well, winter weekend comes up. Um, I'm trying to think. Not next episode, but the episode after that, we, we should be able to start talking about some winter weekend. Uh, the winter yeah, meetings, the winter meetings. The winter meetings. Yeah, um, I, I do. I think there's going to be high movement. I mentioned that in my Sunday article. Um, I think there's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. I think that it's usually the place where some of the bigger deals get done. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this year, you know, there's been some outlier deals. You know, I think St. Louis once wanted to go out there and get a pitching staff set and. You know, fly under the radar. Um, you know, I like I like what the Braves did. You know, getting bummer. Uh, you know, holding extra spare parts off of their roster. But yeah, I think I think you're seeing an awful lot. And the Braves kind of opened up uh, spots in their forty-man roster. Yep. You know, also so. You know, they're they're, they're in tweak mode. Okay, they know. You know, they they need to add a bat. They could be. Does Duval go back with them? Yeah. Does a, do, you know? Do you trade him to do the Red Sox trade for Dugo there, and try to pluck somebody from their farm system? Uh, yeah. The team nobody's talking about that always seems to have great pitching, and nobody seems about trying to fleece them. Is nobody's talking about Miami? You know, is having they they've been able to roll out quality pitching for a while. Um, you know, so. It remains to be seen. I, I, I think he's got a battle plan. Mm -hmm. uh, but usually usually there's some there's one or two surprise moves. I've already gone on record. I think the Trout's moving in the, in there. We'll see how good I am at that. The track record has been poor. But. Uh, I, said, I, I went on record as saying Arenado, but I, I think yeah. Arenado, with them putting a pitching staff together, I don't think he's going anywhere now. So, no, I don't either. So, so my new my new big thing is Otani to the Giants. Yeah, no, that's if that happens, man, hats off to you. That's brilliant. So I love that, it. George. Any final thoughts? No, I, and I guess the one thing I, I and I've said this a couple of times in my column is that I think Boston fans have have to be patient. Okay. There are a lot of moving parts that take place behind the scenes. Okay, Bressel's doing it right now. He's doing a, a you know he's 
cramming for an exam in terms of taking a look at his minor league system and saying, who do I keep? Who do I use as a trade chip? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want to do with Alex Verdugo? What do I want to do with a Nick Pavetta? Okay. Um, you know, who's untouchable, right? Who's, who's not, you know, does he, does he do bold moves? Does he say, you know, I need to, I need to be totally better on defense. Um, I have extra spare left-handed hitting. Who do I move? You know, is, is it for Dugo? Is it Yoshida? Right. Um, you know, somebody, he, he's going to have to make a bold move if he wants to acquire pitching. So that that's that's be patient because he's still drinking with a fire hose in the back office trying to make it happen. So uh, it'll happen. I think the winter meetings will be his coming out party. So in terms of well, you know showing what he's got, he'll he'll debut with the ball. My uh, my uh, final thoughts is a quick one with you, George. Uh, I love sitting there reading your column. Uh, thanks for putting it out there every week, and I, I love what you what you wrote about the expanding uh, Boston Sports Entertainment Network that the Pesky Podcast is now part of. That we are growing ourselves. You know, we got the Foxborough Fellows Podcast covering the Patriots. You know, we got the Celtics Podcast. It's going to be coming out soon. Uh, and guys, it's on our YouTube channel. You know. Our YouTube channel is at the bottom of the screen, you know, so check it out. Uh, our, we, ever since we got our great video editor, Jut uh, Stuckhouse, from, he's just, he's, he's, he's a awesome. workhorse. He is like, awesome. He messages me all the time, uh, you know, with ideas. That's why I, I, I gave him the, the, you know, his own, he's not only our head video uh, editor, but he's also, uh, I gave him, the creative monitor of uh, he's our head of creative. He's shooting ideas to me, you know, two, three times a day. Hey, what about mm-hmm. this? Hey, what about that? You know, I love guys that are hungry, just like I am to keep, you know, going to keep, you know, get, uh, expanding and getting, you know, to where we want to be to where I have this, you know, vision in my head for everything. Not, not just one podcast to cover each. I want multiple podcasts to cover each sport. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's, I can't look, I, you, you thank me. I, I, as, as I said, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this started out as a high in the sky idea when I started nine months ago and, um, you know, hooking up with you guys was probably one of the better things. We, you know, we, we, we view the world in a lot of the same ways and there's a natural chemistry with us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's that much easier. And I love what you're doing. You're being creative. You're bringing it all together. And it's like, it's it, 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 that article wrote itself. And, but I just wanted to, to call attention to it because, you know, it, it's, it, it's new. It's different. There's a hundred podcasts in the Red Sox. And my God, it's just, they're saturated. We do things a little differently here. Okay. And you've got both sides of the equation. You get us to, uh, talking baseball and doing trades, and then then you then you got the the other side of the equation is the stats, right? And that mm-hmm. and, and that's that's taken off and done a really is done really well. You're expanding into the Patriots and then the Celtics and soon the Bruins. I, you know, for you know, one stop shopping for Boston sports. 
and again, yeah, and, you're, you're gonna, that what more could you ask for? Yeah, and and I just signed uh, a three to four show deal with uh, a former minor league player, uh, Joey Stock, and we're gonna yeah. be talking about you know how to rate. It's called raising your stock with Joey Stock, and it's called talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna give tips and tricks on how to raise your value, uh, what the scouts are looking for, you know, as a player aspect. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. going through the draft process, going to the colleges, you know, we're, we're going to be going through everything, how to up your value and stuff. Uh, then, you know, we got another one coming with our man, Theo Denlinger, the Viking. And oh, it, it, it's just, it's going to be great to, to sit there and show some of his off season stuff that he does. You know, uh, I, I, I love the bonds and relationships that I build and that we build with these players, and it, uh, it's 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 great. You know, we get the writers on here, uh, we get other podcasters on here to just network and, and just get to know each other and and talk. Uh, I sit there and, say, and it's funny because I say I want to touch on this quick. I had another one too, but uh, the other one's gonna have to be the short one now. You know, Jackie uh, JBJ baby, we. Uh, Gonna announce his retirement. Uh, man, I, I I loved watching him. Uh, yeah. I reached out to him, you know, and and he said not right now. Uh, to come on the podcast, man. I uh, I used to love watching him out there. The things he did out there in that outfield, in the well, like what I like to call the Bermuda Triangle out there, the the most misshaped center field ever. Yeah is absolutely spectacular the other thing about the jackie which the people forget is that you know he can go catch him with the best of them and go scale the wall mm-hmm. but he gunned you out at home plate if you tried to run on him the man mm-hmm. had a missile for an arm and that was lost because most center fielders today they don't really have you know the true cannons right mm-hmm. and they, they some of them have kind of like so-so arms, some of them are okay arms. Jackie, yeah, he had a cannon, a real cannon. And uh yeah, that, that that's if you know, I just wish he could have hit a little bit better. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, he had a good career and boy, defensively, you couldn't ask for anybody better. If it wasn't for uh for him playing the exact same position as Kevin Kiermeyer when he played in Tampa, yeah. you know how many gold gloves Jackie Bradley would have? Oh yeah. Like, Oh my goodness! So yeah, but no, a, a big shout out to JBJ. You know, thank yep. you for everything he did. Uh, you know, for the Boston Red Sox, for the city. So, but as we are done, make sure you sit there and check us out. Our QR code is on is above us. That takes us right to the website. We are doing a huge, still Black Friday sale. 25% off everything in the uh, website. You got the link tree to sit there and go find uh, us, the Foxborough Fellows podcast. You know, listen, go check there out. Check them out. Uh, Marlon and Pete Collins. Oh, my goodness. Those guys have so much chemistry. You know, George, you, you sit there and think you and I have chemistry. DC and I have chemistry. You and DC. These guys yeah. here didn't know each other at all. Bam, I put them together, and those guys just flow back and forth so well. George, have you got to check out any of them? 
Not yet, uh, but I have a reasonable drive to work now, so I'll be putting them on. So, yeah, ch check them out. It, it's great. They're on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, so, but as for myself, the writ, he is the OG George Sutherland. Guys, check us out next time on the Pesky Podcast.